0: Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode features the founder of Travel for Purpose, Shami Shah. During my discussion with Shami, I talked to her about why she left the United Kingdom and started her business, Travel for Purpose, in Kenya. We discussed her goals for the business and any challenge she has faced. All of that and much more in my discussion with Shami Shah. Hi, Sham. Thank you very much for coming out. I really appreciate your time. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, just for people who don't know who you are, just explain a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm Sham, the founder of Travel for Purpose. Um, I have a passion for travel, for impact travel, trying to make a positive impact whenever I travel. And recently, I've kind of made that into a platform focused on Kenya. So focused Kenya's in East Africa, for those of you that don't know. Um, and we focus on trips within Kenya, which is where I was born and I live.
0: Awesome. We're coming to your business Slightly later, I just want to take it back and ask you about your initial well early stages, so you said you were born in Kenya, so just explain your early early stages really, and then where your initial love for travel started.
1: Yes, indeed, I was born in Kenya, and then my family decided to move to the u k for a period of time um I during, I think my love for travel started properly during my university days. I did a year abroad, so I studied in Hong Kong and Australia for the year. And within that year, it was kind of my mission to travel to see the world because never, I've never really had the opportunity to do so before that. Um, so I went on a number of trips, budgets mostly backpacking, um, some solo, some with a group. And it just really opened my eyes to the number of cultures, the amount you can learn while traveling there's so much to learn there's so much to gather information to connect with new people and i I just could feel myself thriving throughout these these travel moments um so yeah the the way I travel when I travel is mostly traveling local so i'll live with a local family i'll get involved with their local practices whether it's farming whether it's um cooking whatever it is and that way i feel like i can get a real experience of the country of the people of the place um and then i came back to kenya once one holiday and to visit my family here and i tried to seek that kind of experience um in kenya to learn more about the rural areas the local people in the rural areas and it was really hard to kind of find that on a safe on a um platform level so that's when i kind of saw an opening and i've done a, a number of travels where i've noticed the negative impact from travel whether it be culturally like um diminishing the culture or environmentally due to pollution etc and Travel for purpose. Uh, travel for purpose's main aim is to make a positive impact while traveling. So we're trying to going towards a whole sustainable, meaningful, impactful, responsible travel within Kenya, which hasn't really been touched on yet.
0: Picking up a couple of things you said there when you went to um, Asia and whatnot, uh, and you're saying that staying locally there was a bit of a stigma behind it and there's a lot of companies now there's obviously rival companies now that do sort of similar things Uh, i've used them myself and fantastic because you get to experience the home life local life and you get to get a bit more of an understanding of of a country so what was it like when you first decided to write okay i'm going to move to kenya permanently start this business what was the, what were the challenges like when you first began your business travel for purpose
1: They're absolutely terrifying i started i started travel for purpose in the planning and the business strategy etc before the virus hit so um it was all emotion it was all kind of working out pretty well i hadn't launched yet and then obviously the virus hit travel basically stopped, came to absolute standstill around the world. And I had the option to then launch because the whole plan was I was going to leave my corporate job and it came to that time of me leaving the corporate job and I was like, okay, it's probably the worst time in history to launch a travel platform because there is no travel. But I made the choice to launch and to build up the brand as people are kind of sitting at home trying to trying to plan their travel because of the virus, we've had to make a lot of changes. We've had to move with the flow of how things are moving. We're still not seeing many international travelers in Kenya um so we had to focus a lot more on the domestic market on day trips on smaller kind of half day trips as well um for the locals. Even though our initial plan was kind of to focus on the international. So a lot of pivoting, a lot of changes, but it's been an incredible learning experience. And I think it's built up our base so much more powerfully and so much thicker because of the situation we're in. So I'm grateful and I'm grateful for, for coming this far, for being able to still survive throughout the pan, throughout this time. So
0: and you mentioned that, that you started during the pandemic actual pandemic and you said that you left your th- obviously you were in two minds whether to leave a corporate job or not to make that leap because a corporate job very secure financially security you get a lot of benefits for it from it Sorry, i should say what made you take that leap because it's, it's thinking about doing all this and doing it is actually different. What encouragement can you give to people who are looking to start a business, especially during a pandemic as well?
1: Yeah, leaving a corporate job was difficult. And a lot of people were questioning me, are you sure you want to do this in this time period? When you... people, people are looking for jobs and you're letting, letting go of a job. Um, it was difficult, but I think it really came down to, I was waking up every morning and I wasn't excited to go into work. I wasn't like fulfilled at the end of the day. And it was kind of a question of I was doing this for for like most of my day every day, well every weekday, and I just wasn't being fulfilled. So it was kind of living in that rut and still being secure to an extent, or taking a risk and actually being happy to wake up every day, being joyful throughout the day, ending the day with a smile and thinking you know what, I achieved this today and I really enjoyed doing that. So throughout this whole change and this whole movement, it's been a massive, massive risk. And sometimes, and and it is hard, it's super hard. Like the amount I was earning in a corporate job is is way like more than I am now. But it's, I'm so much happier within myself. I'm so much happier with what I do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that means a lot for me. So I think it depends on people's priorities, what they want from life. But personally, I was I was looking at just living each day as it comes and being joyful throughout the process. And I believe that um, having travel for purpose is letting you do that.
0: When you've got such ambitions in life, if you're waking up and doing a job that you don't particularly enjoy, people say there's a saying that you're going to be miserable all your life. So when you when you, when you you come to retire, you look back and go, well, I was miserable most of my life. So what do you do? You, you have to take that leap and say, you know what, forget this. I'm going to start something brand new. When you do take that leap, uh, you've planned everything. And I assume you did that as well, didn't you? You made sure... When you when you quit, you had everything in place uh, because there's a there's one thing that I've come across in the last year, and I've met a lot of travel bloggers, and a lot of them will quit their job before they've even built a foundation. So assume you built a foundation and you had you had a knowledge of how to gain customers or clients from it. it
1: it was about eight months of. Every weekend, I was working on building building the foundation and every evening, so I'd come home after work and four or five hours, I'd be head down on t P. So um So that's, that's one thing I I needed to make sure I had before I started. I, I, it was too much of a risk to just start on a clean slate. I needed to have built up something, have an idea that it there was potential for this, doing the market research, understanding what the clients want, understanding what travelers want, understanding if this is even possible, um, before absolutely letting go. And I think that's really important. I think ov- things will work out. You you can quit your job and things will work out, but it might take a lot more time. You might have to go through a lot more stress um, and anxiety because because it was kind of that rushed decision. So I would say, take take a few moment, months to really work and really um, be able to juggle two things at a time, but it will be a much more seamless seamless transition if you do do that.
0: When I wanna go into a little bit more about the business itself. So you've explained why you wanted it. So how did you go about sort of initially getting your first clients on board? So. It's a tough market. What makes your business different to any others out there, let's just say in Kenya itself?
1: What we offer is an, it's a completely personalised trip as such. So we have one-to-one calls with the, with the traveller beforehand, before they travel, really understand what they want out of their trip. And um, based on that, we will curate a trip just for them. And that way, the trip is ticking all their boxes. It's making sure that this is a meaningful trip for them, that they know that they're coming into Kenya and they will experience X, Y, Z. And because of experience in X, Y, Z, they will benefit in certain ways. Um, there's a lot of trips which are, or travels which are done by people in this day and age because it's so accessible to travel, which have no meaning. And I think it's really important to travel with meaning because that's how travel will become sustainable. Um, So, yeah, we do that. We do curated, personalized trips, but also we kind of, I think it's more how we're quite small. So the traveler can communicate with us at any time of the day if they have any issues. Traveling to Africa tends to be quite scary for the Western market, for the Western countries, because They don't really know where to start with traveling. You can kind of, if you're from the UK, you can go to Italy and Spain the next day and you'd be fine because you kind of can work your way around. People come to Africa, Kenya, and they're just a bit, firstly, culture shock. It's everything so different. But also um, they don't know where to start because there's no real public transport system, for example. There's no real, like there's Google Maps that it's not super updated. So being able to be available to the traveler 24-7, being able to have people in each place across the country 24-7 makes people feel a lot more safe and a lot more willing to come as well. So I think that's that's a huge plus we provide. And finally, we provide trips which are completely off the beach and track. So things you wouldn't find on the internet, things you wouldn't find in normal, larger travel companies. Um, and these are the real gems, I think, where people learn, where people create mutual learning between themselves and the host and can really thrive off that in the future and really come, a- come away from this trip and be like, like wow that that was an experience and that's something i will remember and that's kind of the feedback we've had so far so yeah i'm pretty proud of of keeping it small keeping it accessible and keeping it really impactful for both the traveler as well as the people on ground
0: been to africa three times and it can be Mm. for people who haven't
1: traveled
0: I, I travelled through to Namibia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, and I went through to South Africa.
1: Monday.
0: I also I also did North Africa as well a couple of times. So I went to Egypt, Morocco. Uh, they're very different, by the way, from the, the further down south you go in the middle of Africa. Um, but I would say when I first went to the, the middle of Africa and then went down to South Africa, all the way through South Africa, I should say, If I had a knowledge of someone's local mindset, it probably would have made the journey slightly more different. Although I'd been traveling for a while before I went to to Africa. So when it came to surprises and whatnot, it it didn't hit me as much. But someone, because I know a statistic I know from, from the work I do, 79 million People a year would visit Africa, so that 's every country in Africa. Seven hundred and ninety million people go to europe now that 's a massive you know disparity so how can you get that closer towards well let's I say a bit more of a respectful I know Europe is obviously a spot for everyone to go to you know if you're coming from south america Americas Asia, everyone wants to go to europe but how what would you say? Would your business be something that can encourage people to say this is safe to travel?
1: I, I think so, and also the fact that because we have less travellers, it's quite untouched. Especially that people people come to Kenya, and the first thing they think about is wildlife because we have incredible wildlife, and they want to go on safari. Amazing um, safari should definitely be done when you're in Kenya, but because that's like most people's hotspots. There's so many other things around that which people don't really have the time or even know to visit. So um, I live on the coast. I live in a town called Mombasa. But across the coast, we have so many incredible things from dolphin dolphins in, to, um small coastal villages to different workshops of for example like making sandals etc which people don't really come to so it's quite untouched and because it's untouched it's so much more authentic in that respect they're not used to tourists as such they're not used to um or tourists don't really spread their their stories about this because they haven't done it so it's it's a real experience. To, I, I'm sure you know from all your travels, compared to going to a tourist hotspot, compared to going to somewhere where there's more local people as opposed to tourists, the experience is completely different. And I think that's something you can get from traveling to Africa because we don't get many or as many tourists as maybe Europe does, um, which makes it special, I think
0: absolutely not many people will do what I did as well. And I went to, to Africa on my own. And then I remember I drove through South Africa on my own, but that's, once you've had a lot of experience, I'm sure people can get to that sort of stage. But again, if you had people like yourself who would guide them, it would be actually very helpful. And where where would you say the business is now? Then I know you said you started during the pandemic. How have you have you been managed to sort of get support, sponsors? Uh, where is the business now?
1: We've diversified quite a lot. So we're now we're offering day trips, pre-planned trips, personalised itineraries. So Rather than that one kind of business strategy we had of personalized activities, we've diversified quite a lot. Um, as mentioned because to kind of appeal to the domestic markets as well. Um we've we've diversified as well in terms of location. We're now working along the whole canyon coast as well as Savo, which is our nearest national park. Um, so we offer a wider range of activities. We've Created a number of relationships with a number of villages, a number of locals within these more rural areas, which is super special because um, it it can provide that local experience for travellers that would like that. So yeah, we we've come we've come a decent way, and I think there's a lot more to, like planned to do, and I'm sure more things will come onto the plate. But that's what that's what i love about this kind of sector you're always adapting you're always changing and it comes with how how what 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 our travelers want so yeah it's um it's moving i think we're becoming more of a brand that people are recognizing which is really really lovely and it's still the it's still this starting but it's been it's been a great journey so far.
0: And apart from the obvious challenges, obviously due to the pandemic, what other challenges have you had, uh, What's you've formed and where you are today?
1: I, as, as a, I started this solo, so um, being able to handle, I think for any entrepreneur, when you come from a corporate, you're kind of giving, this is the task that you need to do and this is your deadline and you get them done. And then you have people around you for support. If you don't understand this specific thing, you have people to go to straight away. Um, Starting a business, you have to handle everything. From your finances to your marketing to your um, communications, you have to handle everything. And it's all something new. It's all a learning curve. So I think that's a big challenge um, I had at the beginning because I wasn't used to it. and and you don't have that go-to people because you're technically on this on your own. And then there are a few people you know around, but it's not like they would definitely know the answer or they can definitely help you out, which it is if you're in a corporate. Um, So being able to kind of time manage everything, making sure that everything you're not leave like leaving something out that's critical for things like legal i'm not a fan of reading long terms and conditions le- reading long articles and such so it was me being able to build my skill set and being able to really focus on everything together not letting something fall behind being able to to make sure that everything is kind of moving <laughs> so um Yeah, that was, that was a big challenge. It was something I really had to upscale in and make sure, and within yourself, you have to have a lot of motivation and determination, which, um, I'm glad I had because I love what I do, but you have to, I think as for any entrepreneur, you have to be ready to take on everything, especially when you're small, you have no money to outsource. Um, because you're small and you need to make as many savings and keep your costs as low as possible. So you have to do everything. And that's the reality of things. Um, but yeah, I can, I can safely say like I've learned so much more in the last year, as opposed to the years I worked in corporate.
0: And how competitive are you then compared to your rivals?
1: Travel for Purpose offer a whole different offering to our travellers. We're very unique in terms of the offering. Most travel agents over here, as mentioned, everyone wants to go on safari. So everyone kind of offers that safari package. In terms of how personalised we are, I think that's very unique. But also our price points. We, we're we small, but we understand that um, we we want, we want to make Africa and Kenya more accessible to people to travelers and a lot of people kind of look at kenya and be like okay no that's going to cost way too much for what i can afford so we're trying to make it as as open and as accessible to as many people as possible so they can experience africa whether it's in a budget way whether it's in a five-star lodge whatever whatever meets their price point stuff so we have a range of accommodations we work with. We carry out impact analyses with every accommodation we work with to make sure that they align with our values of positive impact travel. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's that's where our competitive edge is—to to know for the traveller to know that their travel will have a positive impact, both socially and environmentally. But they they can alter and customise their trip with travel for purpose to meet their exact needs and their exact purpose. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of work, but I love it.
0: (laughs) Would you say that's the difference between you and a lot of other businesses within Africa? You've got the environmental um, mindset to it. And in fact, are there any other businesses that you might know that are doing that? I know a lot of the, the big boys are potentially going down that route but how would you tackle that going forward as well
1: love every company to or every platform to to have an environmental sense because it will make travel sustainable for the future and unfortunately travel right now as the grand scheme of things is having a massive negative impact on on the environment um but yeah so when you look into it there's there's not much awareness in Africa of the negative impact of travel, so I go to accommodations, some five star um incredible accommodations, and the th- the points I pick out, for example, renewable energy, for example, having recycling points, um not using plastic bottles in the water in the rooms, having glass water bottles. Small things like that, from an environmental sense, they've, they've never thought of. And it's, it really shocks me sometimes because the awareness just isn't there. And they're getting the clients, and I guess their finances are ticked and they're making a profit, so everything's okay. But they're not looking deeper. And that's kind of what we're here to try and make people think and make people make those changes. And then from a social initiative sense we make sure that everyone we partner with from a service point are doing something for the community so whether that's um empowering the local community holding um education days doing some health or hospital facilities within the local area whether there's a range of things you can do But again, people people don't think about it. They've got their space, they've got their land and they're focusing on that land and not the land around them. Um, So it's really trying to create that mindset change that if you're in this, you're in this together and make that overall positive change.
0: I mean, I assume that you're also looking for funding. People, if people want to sponsor you and stuff, would that be correct? Are you looking for people to get involved with the business?
1: Yeah, so we have a number of travel for purpose impact projects, and in terms of um, in terms of funding for the business itself, we're not really looking for that right now. But we have a number of projects, for example, where um, we're planting one million trees within Savo. Savo experienced a lot of fires recently, which is what I was working with Jacqueline on to kind of um, raise awareness on that. So we're planting one million trees, we're doing um, reusable pad distribution, so sanitary pads for women. Um, that's another whole issue where where a lot of rural women don't have access to sanitary pads. Uh, so we're trying to overcome that by helping distribute them. So we have a number of different projects which people can donate towards, which people can um, even donate time. Um, towards to help kind of distribute these.
0: Right, just for a reference, Jacqueline Yost is someone that Sham knows, I know, so, and she was on my show previously, so you can listen to or watch the episode. I know once everything is done with, with the pandemic, it's going to be a, you know, big burst for people to travel. How can Africa be on top of people's list?
1: I think... What you'll experience in Africa, you won't experience anywhere in the world. And I know every every country can say this, but I, I truly mean it. Firstly, the wildlife. The wildlife in Africa is absolutely insane. Like, you should just see people's faces when they go on their first ferry. It is incredible. Um, and unfortunately, wildlife is changing a lot. The patterns of wildlife are changing a lot. A lot of animals we currently have will unfortunately are on the way of going extinct and hopefully we can change that around but if not there may not be that many more years that you can see those animals. So right now is a very special time to come to Africa. Also I think Africa will sooner or later have a boost in terms of tourism. So if you can get in before that boost, before things change in terms of like how Asia is the a number of locals in the touristic hubs are there for tourists and africa doesn't have that right now well okay i'm talking for kenya right now kenya doesn't really have that right now um so before that shift happens uh, it would be a better time to visit before that if that makes sense um because it's a more authentic experience and you can really focus on making um making those connections and being able to really experience. Kenya for
0: what it is as I said I I went to Africa myself when I first visited the the middle and then going through to the south of Africa I found it a completely different world compared to Asia or Europe so I, I didn't think wow I couldn't I didn't think it would get any better and I got hooked to it so I want to come back to Africa I want to come to Kenya it's on my list want to go to Uganda, I want to go to Rwanda, all these sort of places high on my list because of my initial first visit. And I guess sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, people's, I think there's a bit of a misconception within the Western media, you know, always Africa safe. You hear about all this, you know, all, this, all the negativities, but believe me, obviously you live there and you know what it's like living in a country where there's so much beauty and there's so much love from people as well people are so kind and that's and that's another question I want to ask you actually you're living there away from the United Kingdom you know do you I guess do you missed living in the UK or do you just feel as though this is my home now
1: no this is definitely home and I don't miss the UK funnily enough I miss I miss the people like my friends in the UK because obviously we have that soul connection but I don't miss the place at all. Kenya, Kenya is so special. There's a real community feel in Kenya. And I always kind of, um, I make that connection. You're on a tube in, in rush hour in the UK. So when people are going to work or going back for work and the tubes packed, but no one's speaking to anyone. It's just silent People on their phones, watching their Netflix show, whatever it might be. And in Kenya, you're, passing, you're walking the streets. Everyone will say hello to you, jambo, everybody. Jambo, Everyone's got a smile on their face. Um, your, your car breaks down on the road. People will come rushing to help you. In the UK, your car breaks down on the road. You stand on the side of the road. You call RAC or whoever, whoever you're affiliated with. And, and you wait for them to come because people on the road don't really stop to help so there's a real community feel here people are generous people are genuine people appreciate the small things nature um and just the small things and every day is joyful because of that
0: i wish you the best of luck with the business as well i know you've given us you. a, a thorough answer on where you would like to, like it to go where it is at the moment and i hope once everything opens up people will go to to Kenya and use your business travel for purpose it sounds like a like an amazing uh, thing once it's all over would you like to travel yourself somewhere
1: I want to explore a lot more of Africa so I want to do Africa by road um that's kind of my next goal so um explore a lot more of Africa and and yeah I, I'm excited for this whole thing to be over and freedom to come back in terms of travel and and experience new things myself but right now i'm already experiencing so much more um within kenya so i'm i'm pretty good with that right now
0: well so I'm, I'm going to leave it there i want to thank you very much for coming on i really appreciate your time uh, Just before you go uh, just let us know where people can find you
1: so um it's travel for purpose along all platforms the four being a four and um www.travelforpurpose.com hello at travel if you want to get in touch over email and Karibu Kenya. um to yourself and to everyone listening, Karibu means welcome and we'd love to have you here. We'd love to show you Kenya in its most authentic self. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for having me, Shebs. I really appreciate
0: it. No problem. Thank you very much, Sharma and I'll speak to you very soon. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.